0: Well, I have the privilege of um giving the message today. It's on a subject that I love to talk about. It's an an element of leadership. Um, you know, through the, the dynamic of being positive. And, you know, at, at the first word of the Lord that I that I heard in this message, you know, he wanted me to speak on positivity. And there's a lot of positive speaking out there today that I don't necessarily agree with. So I just want to um say that. I, this is from my heart um, you know I have the the awesome privilege of leading a tremendous group of people and um, we all know that in today's world if you watch TV and if you go to work there's a lot of opportunity to be negative isn't there just the you know the negative um, you know, press that's out there sometimes uh, it's pretty easy to slide into negativity our, ourselves and you know it, it's funny how God just confirms his word along the way as you're preparing for a message like this. I mean, in, even this morning, there were a couple things that were said in, in prayer and in worship time that um, just kind of, you know, as a gentle reminder from God uh, saying, see, I told you this is the right word. And I just thank you uh, to him for that. So I am I am so wired up right now with wires, you guys can't even believe. I wouldn't even want to show you my back right now uh, with all the wires, but uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your truth. I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the opportunities that you give us to lead. God, I, I thank you for the, the opportunities that you give each and every one of us to influence others um, in, in our words, in our actions, in our care, in our love, and and just the, uh, the influence that we carry for the advancement of your kingdom. God, we thank you for uh, just your truth. And Lord, I ask right now that anything I would say would be Directed at at your truth and at your uh, kingdom and, and its uh, and its foundation and its building and its uh, growing, Lord, to the to the mighty name of Jesus, and it's in His name that I pray, Amen. So the influence of being positive, um, yeah. You know, I want to start by telling a little story that just happened a few months ago, um, and it was when we were going to reveal. The, the gender of our baby. And the girls, Olivia and Odessa, I guess all the young guys and gals do these reveal parties now. Um, I don't think Mindy and I did it for our first six kids, but, but um, the seventh one, the girls thought it was a great idea if we did this reveal party. So um, you can switch to the next slide there, Dylan. And, um, of course, the anticipation was great. I mean, we had all the family over. Um, everybody's guessing, is it going to be blue, is it going to be pink, how are we going to reveal it, and the girls had this great idea that I'm, I'm a bow hunter, I shoot hundreds of shots a week, and so the girls thought it'd be a, a good idea for them to, or for me, that is, to, to put a color in a black balloon and attach it to the target, and then I'll shoot the balloon and, you know, everybody will cheer when they see that it's either blue or pink. So I thought that was a good idea, it sounded kind of fun, and I didn't want to miss in front of my two brother-in-laws, I knew that, because I would have gotten heckled forever, so I made sure that the target was close enough. But um, prior to that, you know, there's kind of this build-up, and, and everybody's excited, right? And you know, little Aura, bless her heart, she's um, you know, behind, behind the wall here so I can tell the story, I think, without getting in trouble. But she had it so set in her heart that it was going to be a girl. I mean, you know, we talk about three and three, you know, three boys, three girls. You know, they're all kind of together, and Aura's at the end. The the two girls, you know, oldest ones, Olivia and Odessa, they're pals and everything, and then it's three boys and they're pals and everything. And and then there's Aura, you know, she's the young young baby girl. So she's thinking, it's got to be a girl. I mean, you know, can't you see the pattern, Mom and Dad? It's got to be the girl. And... (laughs) So the anticipation builds and the family's all around and I'm standing on our, um, our brick fence around our fire pit and stuff. And I take aim and I let the arrow go and it, yes, hit the target and it splashed a big splash of blue. There it is. And in the bottom left corner, while everybody else was going hysterically, Aura um, runs up to that target and she just stands and looks at it. And, you know, there aren't too many things that break a father's heart like that picture, but that one broke my heart. Um, I couldn't even walk up to her because I knew she was bawling and I was going to bawl too if I walked up there. So bless Mindy's heart for walking up there and consoling her uh, at the time. And, I mean, she must have looked at it for like 45 seconds or a minute, you know. And, I mean, it was just not a, not a pretty sight for, for a little aura. Um, And especially when everybody else around her was so positive. I mean, this is like, God, you just took the walls down on top of me here. You know, I thought this was going to be a girl. Have you ever felt like that? Like, you know, you're anticipating something and and you're so sure that it's going to be, and then bang, oh, rats. That's the time, church, where you and I need to be there For each other. It really is. And I remember so, so distinctively, a few minutes later, I was probably an hour later or whatever, when everybody left, Aura jumps up on my lap and we we talked about it. We had the opportunity to talk about it. And, um, you know, she was still kind of sniffling and whatever. And I said, Aura, you know, I know you're disappointed. I, I mean, I, I can I can see that it's and it's fair. It's fair for you to be disappointed. But you know what the good news is, Ora. The good news and the reason I'm so excited about being a baby boy is that you are still my baby girl. And oh my goodness, did the world change! Her eyes immediately, I mean, it was just, it was so awesome. It was like her eyes just became electric. And she got this big smile on her face like, yeah, I didn't want that kid to take my place anyway. <laughs> and really, by 30, 40 minutes later, she had all of her babies dressed up in blue. <laughs> and the point of that story really is, man, we have opportunities every day like that. I mean, that, that's kind of a big moment in life. I get that. but. But, you know, Heath prayed it this morning. And he said something like, even the words that we say in greeting this morning be targeted for, for you in the building of your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Even the words that we say as we're greeting each other in the morning, um, man, they can have power and they can uh, really bring uh, joy and heart and uh, or, uh, pleasure to the Father's heart. And so, um, you know, this simple phrase... The good news is, man, I use it so many times, it probably becomes almost annoying to people because, you know, when there's all these challenges and negative things, you know, I always try to find the good in it and say, you know, the good news is, the good news is, da-da-da-da-da. Man, we've got opportunities in there, don't we? If you have your Bibles, I'd ask you to turn to Galatians 6, verse 10. And this really speaks to that that moment of bearing each other's burden. In verse 10 it says, So then while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially those who are the household of the faith. It's such a strong verse. It's such an anchoring verse for the church to build each other up. Build each other up in the presence of God and through the Spirit. The things that that the Spirit is telling us to tell people. We've got to act on it. It's hard. I know sometimes it's even uncomfortable. Sometimes an encouraging word can even almost seem negative. You know, But what, what the Spirit is instructing us to do is to have each other's back here, to bear each other's burden. So while we have the opportunities, let us do good. Let us do good by giving each other's uh, encouraging words, especially to those who are the household. Of the faith, And, you know, rewards, the, the good things that we have in our life, they're not meant for hoarding, are they? I mean, God blesses us unbelievably. He wants to. That's the Father's heart to bless us. But if we just take, 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 the rewards are kind of blah. Rewards are not meant to be hoarded. Rewards are meant to, to deposit into into others as well. So we really should take what we've been given. Take what we've been given. And deposit it into others. And you know what this does when we when we take what God gives us and and actually deposit that over here into somebody else's life, you know what that does? That shows God that we trust him. And the funny thing about that is is when, when we show God that we are totally devoted to Him and trust Him, He will deposit more into you to deposit more into others. And it's just kind of this cycle. And the church is built and the kingdom grows and the church becomes magnetic in the sense of being positive, not repellent in the, in the sense of being negative. So this is a tremendous opportunity for us to show trust to God. So generally speaking here, I'm going I'm to go over three keys that I use in my life to, to stay positive, to be positive, to stay positive. In um, the first one, holy buckets, we've talked about this a lot. I've talked about it. I know Mike, I mean, if you know Mike at all, you know, one of the, one of the things that he puts the stake in the ground on every single time he has the chance is what? Who are you? What, who am I? Who is he? We are children of who? We are children of God. Know who you are. Uh, second, wear an attitude of encouragement, and, and third, I'll, I'll just uh, touch on carrying a new song in your heart. That's a beautiful, beautiful part of it. Um, but first of all, know know who you are. Know who you are through Him, and and um, you know, for this, uh, I think I deleted what passage this is. See, I got all these electronics here uh, too. Um, Bear with me a second. I, don't want, I want you to write this down. I'll find it for you later. How's that? Next slide. Yeah, I just, I just missed the, uh, the book here. Uh, but actually, you can see that it starts on verse 1. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit... If any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in the same spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Here it is. Who, although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every other name. I just find it really interesting to think about what that phrase means of, of Jesus being uh, in the presence and, and actually the existence himself of God. He didn't regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. I think it was, as, as I think about that anyway, I think about the times that, that I've maybe grasped to, to be something that, I not, that I'm not. You know, and this is really, a, this is really an enemy of knowing who you are. You know, when we compare or we strive to be something that God's not made us to be, it's like there's this this pull on our soul. You know, to be something that we're not isn't natural at all in any way. And it just kind of drives this uh, feeling of of being unworthy or or it drives negativity into our life and And we need to know that we are children of God. We can be comfortable in our own skin because everything that that needed to be paid has already been paid through Jesus Christ and the cross. And Jesus himself, he didn't even regard it to be equal with God. He didn't grasp at that. He didn't need to. He knew who he was. And we should be the same. So be comfortable in your own skin. Um, I've learned that the hard way. I've learned it kind of the fun way. And as being a father, you kind of learn it every which way in between. And so, you know, uh, next slide here, Dylan. You just got to be comfortable in your own skin. Be loose. You know, the, uh, the times that we have in, in the workplace or uh, during family They should be times of celebration. They should be times where we are encouraging each other. They should be times where, you know, we're just comfortable in our own skin. I don't mean complacent in our own skin. I just mean comfortable. So there's a real difference there between being complacent and being comfortable. Being complacent is being lazy, basically. Being comfortable is at peace. So don't be lazy with yourself. I'm not saying that in any way. Don't be lazy with yourself. But be comfortable with yourself, knowing who you are in Christ. That is one of the real foundations and real keys to being positive. Because if you don't have that established uh, in your life, you know, the, uh, the rest just kind of breaks down. Do you got that scripture for me? Philippians 2. Philippians 2. I knew it. It was close to Luke's favorite verse. I, I knew that. <laughs> Darn it. I knew it. I guess the nerves got to me. Uh, so, anyway, be comfortable in your own skin. That was Philippians 2, 1 through 18, something like that, 100. 1 through 9. The whole chapter's good. So, have an attitude of encouragement. Um, you know, this kind of, kind of goes back to the, the example with, with aura. You know, as, as you wear an attitude of encouragement, you know, you've got to put it on. I mean, this is not an easy thing. You've got to put on that attitude of encouragement every day. You know, it really starts for me with the thoughts that I think of right away in the morning. You know, I think it was Tozier that said, the, and this isn't in my notes, but, but I came across it to, uh, this week again. I think it was Tozier that said, the most important thing about you is what you think about God, what you view God to be. That's the most important thing about you and I. Who do we think our God is? Do we think our God is up in the sky with a billy club just waiting to rap on us when we do something wrong? Or do we think our God is a loving Father that wants to encourage us and and build into us for His glory so that more people will understand who He is? I firmly believe it's the second. So when I wake up every morning, I think I put those thoughts in my head right away. God, I thank you for just waking up this morning. Lord, I don't know what the day is going to look like, but I know who you are. Lord, and I want you to use me in every way that you can to build your kingdom today, whatever I do. I have this filter called a mission statement in my life. And and what I want to do every day is I want to see that that people are fed. I want to see that people are fed spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So everything I do, from work, I mean, that's tied to our mission statement at Relco. We feed people physically physically. Uh, What I do up here, uh, feeding people and myself emotionally and spiritually is leading worship and leading the church. Um, I'd encourage you to have that filter. Have that filter of a mission statement in your life because it brings so much clarity to what you can say yes to and what you can say no to. We're not very good at saying no, are we? Maybe you guys are, but I'm not. Anybody here good at saying no? I'd like to come see... (laughs) Oh that was good. Who said that? Oh, you, (laughs) our defender, Darren. We're not very good at saying no, but, you know, bringing clarity to to our life through, you know, having a mission or a real focus on what God has prepared you to do um, is a great way to say no, sorry. And sometimes we have to say no to good things. I think I've spoken on this before, but um, sometimes we have to say no to good things. I use the you know the, the the boards, as as an example, are groups that you get involved in that can be very good things, like healthcare or something uh, like that. But for me, um, a lot of those things don't slide very well, even to my mission. I mean, even if I really, really try or grasp to get them there. So you got to put on this attitude of encouragement every day. And in Philippians too, uh, also too. Um, Verses 3 through 5, it says, Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not, do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus was the example for us here. He put on encouragement all the time. Now, all of the things that, that Jesus said was didn't didn't appear to be positive all the time but it was always an encouragement it was always an encouragement he put on the attitude of, of uh, encouragement every every living moment of his life and so you know i'm gonna, i'm just going to speak a little bit more on on this encouragement thing because it is so important and you know it's kind of a kind of a doubling down that we see in scripture um, next slide in Ephesians three thirteen and twenty, it says, "Therefore I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father. This is um, this is Paul speaking, by the way, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. That He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love," may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Imagine that. We can be filled up to all the fullness of God. And here, this is really, really cool. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think... According to the power that works within us. I mean, to me, ladies and gentlemen, this is just, this is amazing. I mean, Paul is telling us here that we're able to do far more abundant things than, than we even ask for. Even things that we, we think of. I mean, I know some of you have seen, seen this in your life take place because I've heard some of you say, man... If you'd have told me five years ago that I am where I am today, I'd have never believed you. (laughs) You know what? God believed in you. I mean, I think about Luke. Mike talked about this a little bit last week when, you know, he described uh, Luke's challenge with, um, you know, just the motor skills and stuff. You saw him up here playing today. He plays the guitar way better than I do. Um, Well, that's not saying much. Sorry, Luke. (laughs) But anyway... To do abundantly, not just a little bit more, but abundantly more than we even ask or think. That should be like the, the biggest license in bravery through the Spirit that anybody could get. Right? God, help me to do the things that you would will me to do. Put me in the places that you can use me best. Lord, you made me for such a time as this. Help me to carry out your work beyond all that we ask or think. Wow, so the fruits what what does it do what What happens when we 're encouraging? What happens when we unlock the the mind or maybe even parts of the soul of people you know when we give encouraging words it's a wonderful thing. I saw it in aura 's eyes that evening. This is one of um, if you know Ben Goodman, this is one of his favorite verses, and I absolutely love it Ben. Ben Goodman is a is a prophetic voice for uh, True Bridge. He's been here a number of times, but um, he uses this verse a lot in uh, different messages, and, and I I just I think it's frankly profound. Um, Proverbs 25 verse 11. Like apples of gold in settings of silver, is a spoken word in the right circumstances. Here we are talking about words again. Here we are talking about, um, you know, the place we put the words. So there's a setting, what we say, and the delivery of it. And all these are important. And, you know, the one thing that, that this scripture speaks to that I think is just totally, what do the kids use these days? Totally awesome, rad, what is it now? No, just it's just this? Oh, You text it? You text the totally awesome thing or? Snapchatted or what <laughs> anyway, it's really really, really good let's just put it that way like apples of gold in a setting of silver is the spoken word in the right circumstances, so again we've got word, we've got delivery, we've got circumstances, and, and the cool thing is the totally awesome thing is the Holy Spirit has a part in each one of them you know've we've, we've heard the, the, the spirit the Holy Spirit give us words, haven't we? I mean, a lot of us um, in you know a, a, encourage encouraging word or something like that. Um, you know, if we just blurt it out or we say it in the wrong way, maybe too aggressively or too softly, you know, those things are all important. They, they are. If it's unnatural in any way, you know, it's more like golden apples and a bunch of uh, rusty iron. It doesn't look quite the same. Does it doesn't mean the words are wrong. The words are good, but the Holy Spirit has His way about working things together to, to to bring this deliverable, this this prophetic word or voice that just energizes people beyond belief. And so, as you pray for the words, also pray for the setting. Also pray for your mindset in it as you encourage people. Because you know what, this can't be fake. That's one of the one of the things that. Um, you know, I'm so sure about it myself is I can't fake things very well. You know, I can't just, just put on, you know, um, positivity because if it's not real, I don't, I don't really do well with it. It's got to be real. It's got to be real. So, you know, it's, it's got to be authentic. It's got to be a given and selfless love. What are the motives? Are the motives to build yourself up or to build somebody else up? You know, sometimes that's a challenging thing. I know it is for me. Because, you know, we want to do well. We want to succeed. You know, we we want to be recognized sometimes, don't we? Is that fair to say? Do people like to be recognized here or not? I do, but what's the recognition for? Is the recognition for God's glory or for mine? These are hard things to think through, but we have to make sure that in our minds... We want to be successful. We want to be recognized for God's glory, not ours. So everything I do, I want God to get the glory, not me. It can't be you know, flattery or feeling manipulative or anything like that. So these are all important things about delivering an encouraging word to somebody. And um, you've got to uh, really, really make it practical and intentional so that it's received uh, well. So here's a thought. Again, I, I'm an archer, so um, you can go to the next slide, Dylan. There's about 200 people in here, I think. Imagine if each one of us, every day, just seeded one word of encouragement into somebody's life. Jaron, I know you like this one. Just one. One. Forget three or four or five, just one. If every one of us picked the right moment and the right time to deliver the right words to the right person, what would that look like? What do you think God could do with 73,000 encouraging words in a year? How would that fuel the church? How would that change the game in southwest Minnesota? I mean, and this is not an overwhelming thing. I'm just talking about each one of us, one word, One encouraging word every day. The power that's in that encouraging word as it is multiplied and carried out through a body of people like like this. Whoa! God can do amazing things with 200 people. So the last thing I want to talk about and, you know, I've just been reflecting on this the last couple of weeks, so I don't have my thoughts, you know, really, um, really solid on this. And it's probably okay, because it's really kind of more of the emotional one. You know, you can't argue with numbers. If all of us give an encouraging word once per day for 365 days, that's 73,000 encouraging words. You can't really argue very much of that. But this is kind of an intangible, having a new song in your heart. And the way that I've kind of started to grasp this a little bit um, comes from a couple verses. And, and one, is, one is more directed toward us, and one gives us a picture of, of how God feels. And so you know, the first one is in Psalm 40, verse 3. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Think about the emotions of new. Think about the emotions of having something new. You know, I know, you know music is is important to this church. I know music is, um, it connects really well to the to the people here and, and frankly, music is one of the most powerful things known to man. It can be used for good, it can be used for bad and um, that is primarily due because uh, when we have a song in our heart, it shapes us, and a new song is um, You know, almost like when you have something else new, like a new shirt or a new car or a new friend, a new relationship, or if you learn a new skill, it's kind of like, man, I can't wait to get back to that. You know what I mean by that? It's like, man, I can't wait to get back to that. You know, playing the guitar was like that for me. I tried for so many years to play guitar and it was horrible. And then all of a sudden I just kind of started to get it and I just couldn't wait to get back and, and learn some more, learn some more, learn some more. So having that new song, that newness on our heart all the time is, is just an amazing thing. And um, all the way back in Lamentations, you know, as a picture of how God feels kind of in a, in a similar way toward us. This is beautiful. Lamentations 3, 23 through 25. Here it is, 22. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease. His loving kindnesses indeed never cease. For his compassions never fail. They are always new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. Man, church, I think about those, those, that emotion of new, and this is how God feels toward us. Think about that. Every morning they're new. He wakes up with... Mercy and compassion that has kind of that same energy that we have when we're, when we're experiencing new. It's like it never, it never quits, it never ceases, it never fails. He's always got that desire, that anticipation to put mercy and, and grace and love on us all the time. It never quits, church. It never quits. You know, once we start singing a song for a long time, sometimes it can get old, right? Right? Once you drive a car around for 6 8 10 months, it's kind of like, ah, eh, you know, the features were cool, you know, the first couple months or whatever, but you know now I'm just kind of used to them. No, not God. Mercy and grace is and compassion is new every morning. Every morning. Oh God, you're good. I mean, the expectation, the, the, the joy that comes of it, the security, the gratitude, the pleasure that he has in, in expressing this to us every day. I mean, it should like send a message to us the the importance of having a new song on our heart with God all the time. And, you know, if I haven't explained this well enough, I, I, I want to, and I, and I need your help because, um, you know, God has put... A new song on our heart from time to time. And um, he blesses us every time that he uh, reminds us that a new song is a new song. And so, if you will, I'm just kind of break, I'm going to break from my slides here a little bit and and ask you to stand and we're going to sing a new song that I think just about everybody knows. Um, But I need your help to really. Experience this. And I just encourage you as we do sing it to really let God speak to you through the words. He's such a good, good God. Amen.